Hello, bonjour, welcome and bienvenue to the Football English podcast. I'm William, your host, and this week I'm once again joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And George. Hello. On this episode, we'll be previewing the Olympicos. It's come around again, one of the biggest games of the season, and also talking about the situation at Marseille at the moment and in what ways it could help us get three points on Sunday. We'll also be discussing the starting eleven that we could see for a while on Sunday after Rudy Garcia rotated against the Brest in the victory last week. So, as I said, on Sunday, it's the return of the Olympico as Oel travelled to Stad Velodrome to face Marseille, Georgia's favourite team. In the reverse fixture, Oel drew 1-1 with OM. And you could make arguments that we should have won the game. Our scored a penalty after Payet was sent off and after that, Leon had a number of chances but couldn't convert any. However, a lot has changed with Marseille since then. For context, there's been riots at the training ground. Vyash Boas asked to be, well, let go. He offered his resignation but then was sacked after he criticised the club for signing Olivier and Cham. And yeah, they're without a manager at the moment. Tom, I know you've followed the situation a bit more in depth. So I'll hand it over to you to give us a bit more detail on the situation. Well, as you mentioned, um, as just as they were about to prepare the players, at least to play Ren a few weeks ago, match I was actually supposed to commentate, which I was really annoyed about. Um, <laughs> but they cancelled it last minute because the fans were protesting outside the training ground, and then eventually hurt, you know, just tried to go in. And as McCourt, the owner, put it so well, it felt. A bit like the capital events all over again. Um, so they, they didn't burn down the whole training ground, obviously. Um, they tried. But they tried, <laughs> but obviously, I think they, they still had the conscience to not burn the whole thing down because yeah. otherwise, you know, the players were still there. So, and there's a lot of staff there. I don't think they wanted to harm anyone. Uh, they eventually did, actually, because no. they did harm um, Alvaro. Which isn't the worst thing, you know. He's not the our favorite no. player, but he was injured. Um, so yeah, Marseille is a bit of a disarray at the moment. The fans have always been very passionate, and I guess this is a way of showing it uh, to an extent. Uh, there's a big, big movement at the moment in France to try and understand whether football is still of a, a popular mm-hmm. and like lower league, lower like social descent sport and does it reflect really how society is going without going too much in depth i think there's definitely a movement towards a bit more violence in protest and that's eventually what happened the relationship with between velas boas and the owners has been terrible since last season he didn't get the players he wanted um similarly to what happened with tuhul um in psg when tuhul asked for a center back he got a center midfielder so he put Danilo Pereira in centre-back and Marquinhos to centre-mid, which made no sense, but it was a way of protesting. Villas boas went a step further and you know, asked for his resignation uh, and you know, just left the club and since has been managed for the last five games by the director of the academy, uh, Nasser Largué. He's got no professional experience, well, at the higher level. He seems like a really nice guy. Like I really can't have a go at him because he's he's so chill and very honest. And 
you know, he's he's still got this like little, lovely little goatee. He feels like the guy you'll see at the pub on the Saturday morning or something. Just feels like a local lad, and he's just playing the young players. Feels very close to his players, and actually, I think he, for the stability of the club, would probably be best stay until the end of the season and get a proper manager in the summer. But it looks more likely that the owners are going to get Sam Pauli in from Atletico Mineiro. Uh, now that he has left the club, you know, Sam Pauli is a very, very different manager. He's, you know, very angry all the time, uh, loads of tattoos, big muscles, and just screams a lot. Uh, has decent experience with Chile. Um, at club level, has been a bit more difficult. Um, notably, he was the manager of Argentina when France beat them in the World Cup. But apart from that, he's not had the best career, but he's a very charismatic person, which could work or go terribly wrong at Marseille. To me, he seems like, as you've just spoke about Marseille fans there, the very, um, I think it's known to everyone in France and outside of France and the rest of Europe that Marseille is a footballing city and the fans feel as though they kind of own the club, I know they, they don't, should. I mean, to be not. honest, they it's it, it feels everywhere you go. You know, I, I was in Marseille this summer, and you know, fans, whether it's um, during mid-season or not, will be wearing the the shirts in the city. Yeah, um, the biggest party actually Marseille's seen in a few months was when PSG lost the Champions League final. Yeah, um, I saw that on Twitter, and that was insane. The, the you know yeah. the layers. The partying, they they love their club and they hate PSG. Obviously, um, yeah. I think if Marseille was a Bundesliga club, they would be owned owned by the fans. Literally, yeah, obviously, with the fifty it, plus it would work. Most yeah. of the world admires the fans and the flares and so on when they're actually in the stadium. Oh, definitely. Uh, I can't Please. say. You know, you look at the Euro twenty sixteen victory of France over Germany. Yeah, it feels. In that stadium, yeah. I can't have a go at fans for that. It probably is no. the best uh, vibe in the whole country in terms of fan base. Yes, Groupama Stadium is very good. Uh, but we won't yeah. have as many flares, and no. it depends if you're into flares or not. But yeah, the the whole vibe around the club is is not great at the moment. But they've always had a very intense fan base, and I think that's generally the case with the whole southern region of France. You look at Nice, it's the same thing. Um, Monaco, not so much because there's no fans, but... Yeah, you know, that's, that's a very small stadium. Very, very... Well, yes, but it's not even full. So No, it's never full. The principal. Yeah, so the fans own the club and that's their way of saying we don't like yeah. the way you're running it. That that was the... Um, the riots were basically saying sort it out now, otherwise... Exactly. And we'll since then there's been a real... There's been change, um, but now that the club are trying to check up on every single fan and the history and yeah. see if there's any of them are violent, it really feels like a, like a city-state. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. the club's Twitter is losing tens of thousands of followers every yeah. day. And the fans have made a lot of like speeches since, and it doesn't feel like it's being resolved anytime soon. No. Uh, I'd like to see how they react to San Pauli because uh, yeah. La Salagi is a local lad and has been doing quite well. But you know, it's 
it's worth seeing how it goes. I don't see this season being completely saved. I'm sure we'll no. get to that later. But the whole situation needs to be calmed down, I think, at some point. I was just going to say, Sam Pauli is um, one of those managers who's outspoken, not outspoken, he's very um, vocal. <laughs> Vocal's the word, yeah. And if, if he says something, he, he means it. And it kind of reminds me of OM fans in the way that when he wants something, he. I mean, he uses to be fair, it could be a really big success. It's forceful. That's what I was saying. The the likeness could be between terrible. him and the fans is similar, or yeah. and they they blend together. Or on the other side, he goes against the fans. The fans go against yeah. him, and it's World War Three in Marseille again. But again, obviously, that's something we'll look towards in the future. I mean, looking at Leon. With everything going on at Marseille, with them technically managerless, I know you said, can you pronounce it for me, Tom? Nasser Largay. Largay. In the English way, yes, Largay. Has had three three years of coaching experiences at Le Havre in 2005, so not really coached a team. Obviously, academy director, you are involved in the coaching setup. But he's been at Strasbourg and Marseille over the last few years, but not really since then has he had any proper coaching experience, and that was for the reserves. So they're not, the form's improved. They went winless for a long period with a few losses in the league before he came over. The ship steadied a bit, but again, they're still not in the best shape. Do we think with all this going on, we can get the three points on Sunday night? What do you think about that, George? Three points in the Olympico, do you think it's possible? It's possible, yes. That's it. Tom, can you elaborate on that? George was very direct with his yes. Can you elaborate <laughs> on that? I, I think, obviously, you look at uh, Tuvan and Payet not liking each other, um, to say yeah. the least. Um, yeah. Cowie's come in and brought a bit of fresh air, you know, and like I think... With the new manager being so nice and chill, it just, I think it has to an extent improved the mood at the club. Like Villas Boas just yeah. looked like he didn't want to be there. He's a, he could be, like, arguably, he's a top manager. Um, he is a good you know, manager. Bring that team to second position last year was pretty good. Um, with no money. Yeah, with no money, with, with, you know, it's a, it's an okay squad. Uh, there's there's holes in some places, but there's some decent players. Um, yeah. So he managed to you know get a group together and make it work. Now that it's a less experienced guy, but you know a lot calmer, a lot nicer. You know he just feels like a nice, really nice guy, and I think it might have helped. Um, the context of the club obviously will hinder the um, atmosphere, and I think obviously the players will be will know about um, the court case. And they don't want yeah. that. I'm sure that some of the players have either lost interest in the club or are really passionate about them. I'm thinking of the likes of Mandanda, for example, who's been there for far too long. Yeah. Um, he must be really passionate about the club and must despair at the situation. But on the other hand, you know, you look at Leon, who is one of the top clubs um, in terms of rivalry. Um, arguably, PSG is a bigger rivalry. Maybe even Nice, yeah, I think or Monaco, is. because it's the south. But yeah, Lyon is a historic rival. 
Um, so maybe they see it as a common enemy and they go up against us and say, let's try and you know roll up our sleeves and go for it. Um, so maybe they'll be really up for it and maybe too much up for it, like we saw with Sakai's red card yeah. <laughs> this week. It might result in another yeah. red card, who knows, because these dar- uh, not derbies, uh, Olympicos are usually quite heated. So, feisty games, yeah. I f- I think they'll be motivated for it. Um, will it result in them being actually good rather than just aggressive? I don't know. Uh, especially if you've got Sam Pauli coming in, there might be even more aggressiveness on the pitch. But yeah, definitely. I'd say context is bigger than you know joining together. So I'd say arguably we're the favourites and we should be getting three points. But with Marseille, you never know. I agree with that, Stern. I think based on where we're at, even though we're not playing fantastic football, we looked okay against Brest at times, but again, there was lots of things to dislike about our performance, but we can play well in these big games, and we've shown this season that we can play well in these big games, so I would I would fancy us to get three points. Talking about Olympicos and them being big games, there's been some big dramatic moments over the years, the first one that comes to my mind is Memphis's last-minute winner to win two-one in. I think it was twenty sixteen or seventeen that season. Seventeen. Is there his any first win? season? Seventeen. Yeah. After he just arrived, it was in his first season. Sixteen. Yeah. Is there anyone you can see having a standout performance against the one? Maybe another Memphis moment or Awa to have a big game. Is there anyone you can see coming to the forefront and? Maybe dragging a well to victory if we played like we have done against Brest and Montpellier. The big game. Yeah. Basically, it's a it's a big game, so you know they're going to be motivated. Yeah. So there's not really a specific player. I feel like the team will be more motivated. You just I feel like it's a big team performance. Yeah, and I feel like Rudy Garcia probably wants a little revenge. Is there anyone you can see? For a while, that can maybe lead us to three points. I, you know, it's a it's a mix of things. I think uh, really, obviously we'll discuss the the um, lineup later on. Um, yeah. So we could really have a lot of different players on the pitch, but I think usually Memphis is really up for these games. Uh, these are the type of yeah. games that he's he's really passionate about. Obviously, that goal last minute was amazing. Fantastic. Um, you know, I have a very clear memory of Mariano Diaz uh, on the pitch and just looking at him like, oh my God. Uh, and, you know, he's opened his, his you know, uh, how do you call it, eyebrow, uh, smashing his head yeah. into Rolando's head or something. Uh, anyway, so I think that's the type of games that he really likes and will be motivated for. Yeah. Paqueta will bring his technical touch. Um, unfortunately, I think if you look on the other side, Awar's always the type of player who doesn't have the grit uh, for these type of games. Like, he'll be good because it's a regular football match, but it won't enhance his performance, the context at least. No. Um, I think a player like Kakre, for example, would be enhanced by the context. I don't think he'd be it's starting, good. but it's, he's the type of guy who'd be like, oh my god, big game. Let me put everything into it and be like extra motivated uh that's yeah. the player that our is um unfortunately but you know we live with it so yeah i, I think the main players they'll be standing out on sunday are the ones who really 
are motivated by big events against arch rivals, not necessarily because it's a big game, but because there's history and so Anthony Lopez, for example, probably be heated and will come out with a kung fu kick on someone um, just because Let's he does that. that. Let's hope not, but he does it sometimes. Yeah, and it's possible. Memphis, you know, those are the two heated players who I think could be standing yeah. out because it's the context and so on. I'm going to hope that our shows, because if you've just said there, he's a player who sometimes lacks greater motivation. I get he's one of those players who, I think he's a player who goes through phases in terms of he'll play at his best in big games for three or four games and then he, uh, peaks and troughs is a good way to describe it. Yep. I'm hoping that we can get that out of him. He played on the left and right at times against Brest. He seemed to be a bit more involved in the play, got his goal. His twentieth goal in league and for for a while. I think if he can maybe recapture some form and in a game like this as a as someone from Leon, obviously it's a big game. Olympicos have always been big games. I'm hoping that Awa can come to the forefront and come with a big performance. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an Awa fanboy, so <laughs> maybe I'm just being optimistic and obsessed. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Any score predictions? Anyone want to be bold? And we didn't have any title predictions in the last episode, which is understandable. But surely we can get some <laughs> predictions for the Marseille game. I George, think... I'm assuming you'd be happy with a big result. Yeah. Tom, have you got the same feelings? I wouldn't expect a big result because attacking-wise, we've not been great. Yeah. But uh, I think a two-one win be would be good. Two I'll one. take any three points. I'll take two points. No, three George. points, sorry. Two-nil. Two-nil. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go three-one. I think with the you way they scores. are and who do I think is going to score? Yeah. Um, I'll go That's an Awa nice. brace and a Memphis penalty. Mm. Classic. There's, a, there's mm. a penalty in this game. It's got a penalty. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. What about you guys, score scorers? Stick your neck out. No, I'm good with my thing. I think it's going to be two goals, but I'm not sure how it's going to be. But um, no, no breaks for Slomani. Slomani to start. I was going to say, you know, if he needs his ten goals, he needs to get some. Yeah, I'm going to say he's got to quicken up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Memphis will get a goal. Um, Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping like some. Magical goal like that PSG one uh, from a few years ago outside the box or something. Um, I think unfortunately for Mandanda, sometimes you just shoot at him and it it goes in. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) he's a top keeper, but sometimes it's just like sometimes it's just he's got that mistake. Yeah, error prone at least once or twice a season. Um, Yeah. He's already had his mistakes done, like we had one against Nantes this week, so who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd, yeah, Memphis will get a goal, and Chago Mendes will get a goal. There we go. Mendes, that's a <laughs> bold shout. Be nice to see. Be nice to see. Be nice. I mean, if staying on with Marseille, but looking towards maybe more Owell and the starting 11 scenario, we have discussed it on a other podcast a while back, I can't remember, I think it might have been for the Bordeaux game, but 
we've seen that there's been a little bit more rotation from Garcia, particularly in the last game. It wasn't, it's not like he fielded a different 11, but as we said, Awar took the place of Cadawele and Deshiglio started at left back to my disappointment, but again, it happened. Um, he rotated in that game and we've highlighted the need for changes. With the Olympico being one of the big games in the league and calendar, what side would you like to see? Maybe a rotated side go back to the tried and trusted? We'll go through 11, so I think goalkeeper, we're all agreed on that's Anthony Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> No, no, no outside shout for Polisbeck or Bacola. No, no, not really. I think. So, uh, how about the sub? Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else. I don't think it really outside of Lopez we can get anyone else. No, it's 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 Lopez. It's a big isn't it? game. Need, and again, he's come through the club. He's all about these games. So Lopez is a a dead cert goalkeeper. Touch wood, he doesn't get an injury. But yeah, dead cert for goalkeeper. Right back, we've got your options probably. Deschiglio or Dubois has to be Dubois personally I'm for Dubois he's not been the best recently he did have that purple patch where for three or four games he looked really good he scored the last minute winner against Bordeaux Bordeaux. when Rockets off Uh, with Nasser he had another really good game I can't remember specifically who against but he was my Saint-Étienne Saint-Étienne yeah Saint-Étienne you call him the Cafu so yeah yeah Cafu yeah Cafu, yeah, the French Cafu. Um, so Dubois, would you would you agree with that, or are yeah, we are we going to go for the um, the fan? Yeah. To be fair, to give Dushiglio his credit in the game where he played as a right back against Ajaxio, I know it was against a weak opposition, but he did look decent. It's the first time I've said that. Agree, but yeah, he looked decent. Agree, but Maybe still, we actually in a big see game, him you in need... that position. Yeah, you in your do. Big games, you need the big players, and Dubois. And du- vice captain du- was a leader as well. Yeah, um, yeah, vice captain. So yeah, need him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the he's in the captains group anyway. That group of five yeah. leaders. That really I mean, against Payet, you need someone to. I mean, I'm not saying Payet is at the top of his form at the moment, but he's still yeah, decent footballer. So you yeah, need he, someone to. to he mark could him. still turn up in this sort of game. Yeah. Um, we'll move centrally, obviously. It's not known if Marcelo's going to be back. I think it's a possibility, but it's something we'll have to see later in the week whether the squad's announced is... They've never... It's like with the denier injury, they never really gave us a time frame. They were very cautious on how long to expect, but there was reports in Lakeet before the breast game that he could have been back, so... We don't know. We'll 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 keep we'll put Marcelo in as options. Then there's Sinali Diamonde, the Naya, and Ben Lamry. If you could choose two, who are we going for? Obviously, Marcelo's not fit. So again, George I'm, might pick him. But I'm I'm being transparent. I think we'll have the same back five as last game. I don't mm-hmm. think there'll be too many surprises there. Moving <laughs> forwards. So we're we're agreed the back five is Lopez, Dubois, Denia, Diamonde, and Corner. We're all yep. agreed on that. I think that's probably the best available. Even if Marcelo is fit, he's probably yes. going to be without match sharpness. He might you might see him come on later in the game if Garcia decides with fifteen minutes to go, we're one nil up to put 
defender on, which wouldn't go past me. But again, let's look forwards to the midfield. <laughs> uh, we'll go defensive first. Thiago Mendes. Bruno yeah. can play that position. Uh, Kakare, maybe he's a, a bit of a bulldog in midfield. Could sort of play that position. Any shouts? Or For me, I think it will be Thiago Mendes. And I probably want Thiago Mendes. He was one of the best players against Brest. For me, it's Mendes, Paqueta and uh, Kakare. Mm. Be... You, you think you want Kakare? It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good shout. It's the more, I think, in this sort of game, uh, not a workman like McField, but someone who's going to work hard, put himself about, win the ball back, someone like Kakare to grab the game by the scruff of the neck in this sort of manner, especially when Leon aren't playing at the highest level, but still managing to win games. I know when they're trying to recapture some form. I think that's the sort of play you could do in this game. So I can see that if we're going what he's probably going to play, I think he's going to go with the Brazilian trio again. I don't know about you, Tom. I think I want him to go with the Brazilian trio too. Bruno Uh, passing has been on top form recently. I think you'll have all three. uh, All three Brazilians and then something creative up front. I I expect the same front three as well. I think there's a front, yeah. But yeah, midfield would definitely be the back into the front. No, no, not yet, not just yet. Um, Mm. I think Toko Kambi brings that speed and kind of like not danger but uh, uncertainty, uh, which yeah, you don't know what kind of way still scores goals like. Kadawere is very streamlined. The one thing I'll say about Tino Kadawere is he seems to be up for the big games. He's scored four goals in derbies. He scored the winner against PSG. I don't know whether it is worth talking about dropping Awa back into midfield. Maybe that means you're going to have to sacrifice Bruno, who has been good. But drop Awa back into midfield and then put Kadawere back. I know we're going back to that. Or you tried team it goes for. You or could drop, drop the hour altogether. I think, uh, yes, it won't suit your agenda of having him score two goals. sorts but... of games, you, like, obviously, outside of Lyon and outside of France, if you ask, I mean, Paqueta's been one of those players this season, but say, I don't know, one of my friends, for example, who doesn't have a great interest in Ligue 1, if I ask them to name a player from Lyon, Awar and Memphis are the top two. In these yeah. sorts of games, you've got to play your star players, and he's not played like a star player this season. But again, on paper and by the name and the capability and the technical ability, Awar is a star player. So I don't know if you can drop him from one of these games. I don't think Garcia is going to do that either. Okay, well, then have him instead of Bruno, unfortunately, and then have yeah. the classic front three. which hasn't been working it it was just a proposal I'm not saying he deserves to start because his recent form didn't prove that he deserves to start but one thing I will notice I don't know if you guys obviously it doesn't mean it'll replicate onto the pitch but it seems that Tino and Maxwell Corner have a good relationship if that's something that correlates if you can maybe push that onto the pitch and maybe you drop Toko Akambe obviously he's got that unpredictability at times whether you don't know whether he's going to bend in from the left-hand side and curl one into top corner or 
hit the pole. Especially you never know if he's going to score. That's the main one. I think well, you never know if he'll score. He's very unpredictable. Yeah. Maybe a good and a bad way. Tino on the left. He, he's been a good sign, I think. Toko oh yeah, no, for sure. But he's, he's always he's missing a lot of chances, and I think that's he does miss a lot. Also, of the unpredictability. He does miss a lot of chances. I think when we signed him from Villarreal for I think it was eleven point five million euros somewhere in that ballpark, it was one of those where you're like, well, he hasn't done much for us, but again, he started to produce when the front three was. Putting up some of the best numbers in Europe, he looked yeah. like we've got we've got the Kaltoka Cambi that was at Angers and scored sixteen goals in like twenty five games. But again, he's looking at those numbers this season. He's got twelve so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, do you drop a player that scored twelve goals in the league this season? Tino's got nine. It's whether you look at it that way. But mm-hmm. again, it's all for us. It's it's nothing that. In our hands, it's basically what's Rudy Garcia going to do. And we talk about Tokwa can be being unpredictable. Do we think Garcia is unpredictable, or he's just going to go for the tried and trusted four-three-three, same front three, same midfield, same back five, and we draw one-one or something like that? Again, it's all it's all relative. Um, it's all negative. <laughs> negative, maybe not relative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we are quite negative on this podcast. We are. To, co- we to consider how a well, well, a well are doing, I think we can be quite negative. Obviously, we've talked about the resilience to win those games and hopefully with a big win against OM. Um, so, to, to clarify, the, the back five is Lopez, Corner, Denier, Diamonde, Dubois, midfield is... Mendes, Paqueta, and Awar or Bruno? Did we decide who we're going for? Bruno I'll and give one Awar of you guys the deciding vote. Awar in the front three. Do you agree with that, George? Yeah. So Awar in the front three, and then Memphis, and then are we going Toko Altina? Personally, Toko as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's the starting eleven. We bring play. something different. I think we've covered what we wanted to cover. Has anyone else got anything to add before we wrap the pod up? Uh, I will, you know, because I did bring up some stats, I will say that Marseille are not very good going forward. Um, no. Not that they're not good. I, I will nuance stats. They're... Have some they're good players. Largely outperforming their XG, which actually was a surprise to me. Um, that like, oh Yeah, they're outperforming by quite a bit. Um, but they they just don't get into the box often like it's been years and years mm. of talking about their great striker their great number nine in french it's the grand attaquant which is now a famous expression for the number nine at marseille that's missing and they brought milik in and he's injured um yeah so, he's a good player as well as he's a very good player but he's injured so vital as the nine he's very injury prone as well he spent yeah. pretty much a season out at Napoli with injury with knee injuries the recurring exactly. forward but yeah that'll so, be a miss for them in this game they're, they're like the 8th attack in Ligue 1 which isn't great um, but like if you look at the teams around them in terms of goals they've got 33 um, you know They've got 33 goals, and then a lot of teams are on like 31, so they could easily be a lot lower. Just means that Marseille yeah. are just not very good going forward. They're conceding 
not that many. You know, 29 goals in 23 games isn't huge, but it's not great either. Um, and uh, overall, it's 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 not a perfect season. Uh, they're behind no. Lens and Metz, which doesn't look great on the club. Um, to the credit to Lens and Metz, they've had very good seasons. And they've had very good seasons. Marseille is a game down because obviously they still haven't played against Ren. Yeah, with all the COVID um, stuff. So if if they win I'm that, if they win that, then they will go above Lens and Metz and back into fifth. Yeah. So if they win which, on Sunday, they'll be fifth, which <laughs> was not imagined uh, a few weeks ago. No. A few days ago. No. So I will give them credit and say that uh, if Tuva is back in form, because he's their best player stats-wise, seven goals, seven assists, Definitely. Um, then we could be in for quite a good game. But I don't expect it to go that way. Fingers crossed for a good game, but also fingers crossed for an OL victory. I think exactly. I love a a passionate game where we get the three points. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. I mean, to be honest, next week if we win, I'm going to praise them because to keep doing what they're doing and winning ugly and not deserving to win is well as as poor as it is to watch. It's kind of impressive, but. Again, let's let's hope for the three points in a decent game of football. You've given us the outlook there as our resident stat man, as usual. We we can't finish a podcast without the stats. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good way to end. It gives you the outlook on probably the numbers side of Marseille and where they're performing. Yeah. Maybe overperforming based on XG. But if anyone's got nothing else to add i'd like to thank you for listening keep sharing keep reviewing the podcast you can send questions to us at footballwellen.contact at gmail.com if you want to ask us any questions our thoughts on maybe the memphis situation the garcia situation anything we'd be happy to answer those questions and we'll catch you on the next one see you guys cheers Mm -hmm. bye